Welcome to Life in Bites, a podcast about life, being, business, work, health, and relationships. Too often we as humans chase happiness, beauty, health, wealth, and all the good stuff in life. But what we miss the most is that all the good stuff are good just because we have experienced the bad stuff first. I am Cristina Popescu, the voice behind Life in Bites podcast, and my goal is to empower you to embrace life one bite at a time. To accept the bad stuff you cannot control and embrace the good stuff in order to share it with the world. Your life is good just the way it is. The only thing it has to change is your perspective on it. And then you and I will definitely live the happiness of being. You may hear me here alone or having guests, but one thing I can promise you, you will get value, care and empowerment out of every and each episode. Hello and welcome. We are happy to have you here today and tell us about you. <laughs> I'm Alexandra Reis Figueroa, coming from Romania. I am married with Walter Reis Figueroa, which is a Peruvian. And you, you are, we are here right now in Netherlands. You will understand in a few why. Walter, tell us a little bit about you. As Alexandra said, that I'm a Peruvian. And my full name already she told me. Reis Figueroa, Walter Reis Figueroa. And uh, you are about to go somewhere tomorrow morning. Where are absolutely. you going? We are going to South America, Peru, with the purpose to work with uh, admissions, especially with children, poor children and poor areas of Peru. You were born in Peru, right? I'm How born in Peru. is life there? Well, I born in Peru many years ago, and life is different because you, you have different kind of neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. They are rich and they are poor. They are more rich, they are more poor. They are extremely poor. And uh, especially for the poor, it's always difficult. That's why we are going to reach out the poor. Alexandra, tell us, how did you decide it to came from Romania to Netherlands and go in Peru? And how do you experience that? First of all, I met Walter four years ago. We are married two years ago. And... Um, in uh, this time, I was uh, already looking for a um, place where uh, I can uh, show God's love and uh, also make a difference more than I used to because I used to work for 26 years in uh, big companies in this, uh, in this world, multinational ones. But um, it was not uh, what I was feeling that is bringing me that total satisfaction. And uh, I was indeed looking for uh, working as a missionary, actually. Meeting Walter, talking with him, seeing his vision. I uh, feel it much more close to myself and I decided to follow this vision. So not only that we married, but uh, we uh, were always, um, since the beginning, decided to work together in this project. So I follow my husband here in Holland for a time and then now we are going to go where there where the project should be in Peru. And how did you meet? You met in Netherlands, in Romania, in Peru, where did you meet? We met in Romania because Walter was coming many times already in Romania as a missionary mm-hmm. and one of these visits, which was supposed to be also his last visit to Romania at that time, 
we met. The last day. In the last day. In the last day of the your last, hours, last. The last day of the last hour of the last day. <laughs> and that was the beginning of another type of visit for another you in Romania, time, yeah. right? As I said, uh, I probably will not come back after many years, maybe. But I came many years, many times in that short time. <laughs> Done so all, no, the three years, four years I've been going to Romania. And, Alexander, you said something about um, Walter's vision. Walter, how that vision looks like? Tell us about your vision. You know, Christina, when my mother, because we are from a, from a, from the mountains actually, mm-hmm. from the Andes, and we immigrated to, to, to Lima, and uh, we went to live in a in a shanty place, shanty town, and uh, where there are a lot of poverty. You know, we didn't mm-hmm. have light and water. So um, you raised as a poor child. A poor child, family, mm-hmm. because when you don't have water, you don't have light, you don't have, you know, nothing there. Then it's uh, extremely poor. Then, then uh, my mother later, as many others, they become better and better, but still was poor. Then um, my mother always had in her heart to help other people. We moved from that area. Of course, the place was getting better and better, but not really totally. And then when we, when my mother said suddenly, I would like to still help those people, you know. So my mother, from the place where we were. She decided to come back to help. How was the help? Just to bring some bread and some uh, kind of porridge. At four o'clock, we used to drink some coffee. We used to drink some to eat some porridge. So she brought with her bag. She took the bus and she prepared twenty portions for twenty children. That was the first time. And uh, she was doing constantly. She did not in the room of a church, but she did in the street. And then uh, there began. The, the the work and then after some years, a couple of years before she died, mm-hmm. she said to us, please, to me and my brother, keep doing that work when I'm not here. And that's why also I'm going there also because it's a commandment of the Lord, but also mm-hmm. my mother did some work there. So you grew up uh, as a poor child, looking at your mother, serving the ones who are even more poor than you. Absolutely. And uh, you grew up with God in your heart, and you learned that you have to show love, uh, God's love back, going back. Absolutely. And you lived for many years in Netherlands, in a rich country. How it was for you to experience such a difference? In the beginning, it was, of course, a shock, because, you know, you never saw putting away a bread, mm-hmm. literally. And here we throw... People throw away food. Exactly, you know? a lot of food. Or people, they drink every day milk and water and they still complain they don't have. Mm-hmm. But uh, for us, it was maybe two times a year where we could drink one cup of, yeah, one cup of milk. You know, a I can't remember... A year. I can't remember very good, you know. A year. So one or two times. And Christmas, of course, we made some special thing with hot chocolate mm-hmm. with milk. That was uh, three times a year. So when I came here, I saw a lot of uh, prosperity, a lot of provision, and people were, you know, putting away things and even good things. You know, for me, it was a shock. Mm-hmm. But I, I hear something, but, uh, you know, it was a shock. I didn't see with my eyes. And, uh, 
And also live, the culture and the language. You know, was and you lived here in Netherlands for how many years? 23 years. Around. 23 years. Did you went back in Peru? I've been back. Yeah, I've been back a couple of times. The last time was in 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how it was for you to be back and see the poverty still being there? It's also a challenge. It's, I see it as a challenge, you know, because always when I've been there after many years, I remember the word of the Lord, you know, that we have mm-hmm. to show love, but also the word of my mother were there, you know, all the time. Please, when I'm not here, you, she spoke to me and to my little brother. Of course, we're adults right now. Mm-hmm. And then, then she said, don't forget the poor. Do it. Do it when I'm not going to be here. So it's a, it's a calling of the Lord, but also some words of my mother mm-hmm. who impact me. Exactly. How powerful is having a mother who loves others. Uh, the words that we hear from our mother stick with us. Absolutely. Right? It's, tremendous. Tremendous. it's amazing to see that you yeah. take this. So you, Alexandra, get married with a man and a dream. <laughs> <laughs> that is Thank amazing. You. Did, you visit, did you ever visit Peru? No. By pictures? By pictures, by videos, and by reading a lot, but Mm. physically not yet. (laughs) (laughs) You will in a few hours, actually. (laughs) Waiting excitingly, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Walter, tell us about your plan. What do you plan to do there? Okay. The purpose is to work for five, four years in Peru. Mm And uh, we are going to work specifically in poor areas where there is a lot of poverty, extremely. I've read and heard about um, a wall between one part of the Mm -hmm. city and the other part of the city. Tell us a little bit about that and if you're going, in in which part of the city are you going to be? Uh, We are are going to work in, uh, okay, this is a wall of about... uh, Three kilometers, I think so. Ten kilometers, eh? Ten kilometers. But she knows a lot also because she's also reading she, <laughs> a lot every time. Yes. Ten kilometers long. <clears throat> and um, they are, it is like a, a little hill mm-hmm. because it's not in the coast. Lima is on the coast. Mm-hmm. In the coast. Zero label. But at, at the moment you are going up and up and up, then it's going to be up of course, and then you will will face, you will f- see eels, mm-hmm. which are 30, 40, sometimes 100 meters high. And they are the, they are the concentration of poverty. And they uh, also, they have a wall, they call the wall of shame. Mm-hmm. And then one side are the rich, and the other side are the poor. They cannot meet each other at that way. And we are going to do some work there. Uh, and uh, one of and uh, a place which we call Villa Maria, that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also we are going to work in uh, less in the north, but also in the south. But we are going to work also in this in the north, which is, doesn't have any wall, mm-hmm. but it's also extremely poor. It's a difference. I've been looking on the map, and you literally can see desert and nothing and green. On the other side of the wall, it's amazing for me to. Just see it on on the map. It's absolutely amazing. And you're going to be there for four years? Four years, then the purpose is to be with them, with the poor children, mm-hmm. and to open canteens. 
Why children? Why what happens there with the kids? Because the children are the more uh, vulnerable in that country, mm-hmm. and also they are they are used to work. How Since old then, are the kids when they start six, working? The six five years. I used to work when I was five, four, four, five, six years. You know, work for work. money. Work for money, right. yeah, they work for money, you know. You have to find any way. Even if you, if you have more children, it maybe can be a good way to live mm-hmm. because every child will work. You see mothers that go to work, to sell some lemon, for example, some apples. Mm-hmm. And But they also, the children are going with her also because father is doing some work or maybe father is not there. They don't have mm-hmm. any father. So the children have to sell also, you know. Mother is selling there, but the children are working, selling lemons, you know. Mm-hmm. So... I used to work uh, selling newspapers, and uh, very early, and I think even when I was eight, nine years, you know. We read a lot about uh, labor work now, and that it's common in Peru. Um, you experienced from one side working along your mother, but are there children who live, who work there, and their par- parents cannot find work? Just Absolutely. the kids? A lot. Very no. much, very much, because um, it is this uh, this thing that um, you know uh, children can work very good and can uh, provide you with very good results, but you will pay them very poor because they are children. So there are such things like uh, let's so call them companies, but these are not companies; they are just exploiters, mm-hmm. which are preferring to give work to children and to not give to their parents. So people which live in this very, very deep poverty, I mean, it's seven euros per week for a family of five persons. Seven euro per week, I mean, one euro per day for five We're talking about extremely poor. Yeah, Yeah. and there is such a thing in 2019. When we are about to have Christmas and we are we spend a lot of money on Christmas and there are people in the world living with one euro, five people mm. per day. Mm. That means no food. That means no food. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then these children will do everything to survive. So they are these raptors which are uh, taking advantage of the situation. Uh, exploiting them in different ways, um, working in construction very much, uh, working in mines and uh, many other very hard labors uh, while the parents cannot find a job because they are not given a job because they should be paid like adults. So then you will have children which give up school because somebody has to provide one euro per day. Exactly. Wow. So then, they even give up school forever, and um, the um, the rate of um, school abandon is very high. Like 33% of the children which start to work when they are around six years old, they will also never return to school. Not speaking also about the fact that the mortality in these uh, places is quite high, because there is no medical attention whatsoever. And I also read about uh, kids working with fireworks. I'm not going to buy fireworks. And I have uh, I made a commitment with myself for our family. We are not going to buy clothes mm. from the stores when they are used kids. 
to make the clothes. And when I read about Peru, the children make fireworks. We keep our children away from the fireworks. And they are kids, mm-hmm. my kids' age, um, doing the fireworks. I can... I can only imagine how when those explode in their face, they literally die because there, as you said, is no medical attention. But also you see also how many millions people spend to buy a firework, you know? Exactly. That we can use in other, in some other things, you know? And knowing that there are children who make them just break my heart. So one of the reasons when we are here having this discussion in front of the camera is to wear, uh, raise awareness about we have to pay attention while we buy. Absolutely. We literally have to pay attention. And mm-hmm. your plan there is to do what? To open canteens in third place, mm-hmm. four canteens or five canteens in those years, mm-hmm. and if it is possible, to open more. And then we are going to also to work in the spiritual area because mm-hmm. we would like to bring also them the knowledge of God and to tell them about the Bible and to have also every Saturday a Bible club where we can teach the children about the love of God. And also Sunday, the f- we are going to dedicate also a couple of hours on Sunday to visit the family of the children and later uh, to know how their parents live, their uncles, mm-hmm. their o- o big sister or big brother, because you don't know. The, not everyone are living with a with a parent, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe the father is dead, and so mm-hmm. we are going to know to meet how is the family, mm-hmm. and then have the opportunity to share also with them the project to involve them to work later in the in the in the canteens to come and to help us to feed their own children, you know. So what we want is uh, so to to feed them uh, one meal a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Monday till Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, focus on the children because they are the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, if you if you think to, to this um, very small gesture, like serving a meal a day, you save a life, lives and futures. Because children which don't have to worry about eating, they are more available to grow, they are more available to learn, they are more available to have hope for future. So you will offer to a little soul, hmm, uh, all world, a hope and a future. And you can, this way, decrease the rate of abandon uh, of the school. And then you have the possibility to offer to that child this future which will help him to go out from that situation. So by feeding him, feeding them one time a day, they will have real food. Absolutely. <laughs> because there can be different kind of food Absolutely. and not real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by having one meal a day, they will go to school and yes. you will do also a medita- um, after school with them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. We want to have them. Walter, tell us how uh, did knowing the love of God help you to, as a child to grow and how did uh, it help you to go to school? How those two things help you to be who you are today? Okay, I remember also that um, when I was growing up in the same neighborhood, uh, some missionaries came 
Mm-hmm. Well, it was any anyhow of a church, but I, I was very little. I couldn't notice what was there. So when I was getting bigger and bigger, I saw that was a church, Christian mm-hmm. church. And then they began to tell to everybody, everyone about the great love of God. They invited us to go to the church. We receive also the Bible's lesson. And later, the church also opened a canteen. Where later, when I really met God, I began also to work to help that canteen. So I, I, I you follow in, the in other, in other ways, I'm getting back, you know, to the roots <laughs> okay, okay, to help, you know. <laughs> so with the mother, with the church, with you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it helped a lot because when I saw when I saw the love of them, I said something should happen, you know, because these two people should have something. That's why when I, I was impressed when the, fir- the first time a, a, a sister from that church said to me, I already spoke with persons uh, that you are able to go to a camp. And she put me in my hand a Bible. And I, I remember that was the first time when I read the, when I had a Bible in my hand, a black cover and a big one. And I, it was for me a... Uh, the most present, you know, I kissed the Bible and I embraced the Bible. I said, now you're ready to go to a camp for seven days. In that camp, I met God. And after that, you know, you know, it was, that was a sister who was working in the, as a social worker mm-hmm. with the county. So the church had a social work area mm-hmm. and a spiritual area as well. And I was involved in both of them later when the years were going on. And, and so when you met God in in a canteen, where the kind of canteen you want to start, and then uh, somebody took care of you, and you met a God in the camp, and then you went to school, and you came in Europe through the school, right? So you had a job, you were, uh, you had a life, mm-hmm. and now when you are retired, you go back and give back the same blessing that you get. I am going to bring the same blessing, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you think uh, people there knowing God, they will have a different life, a different mindset, a different mentality? They, yeah, absolutely. They because through the years they change of uh, mentality. You know, I remember very good that uh, many people those years they had uh, communist mentality. Mm-hmm. Even the terrorists, you know, many terrorists, they damaged the country. 20 years, but nowadays the terrorism is almost dead, it exists mm-hmm. at least 5% in some place, but as many years ago, not anymore, mm-hmm. and uh, many of them even are re- recognizing recognizing that in, truly they were a mistake, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. And what is happening actually, it is that... Uh, yeah, we are totally aware that we cannot feel all the need. It's impossible. There are more than 500,000 families all around Lima in this moment. And this is just one place where people suffer very much, but there are many others. So, for sure, we cannot feel all that need. But one thing is sure. And as Walter experimented, and myself also, because I'm coming from an ex-communist country, living in very poor conditions also, um, is the fact that when you uh, met God, 
um, your life change forever because even if maybe you will continue still to meet your needs you have a hope and you have another way of living you will not search anymore to cover your pain in alcohol you will not try anymore to take drugs to transport drugs you will consider your family you will not let anymore your children go on the wrong path and also what is maybe one of the most important things happening it is that the community will start to look for each other because when you suffer of lack of everything which you need for life you will be a complete selfish also to they, survive absolutely so then you will do many and usually bad things mm -hmm. in order to survive but when you met God when he changes your life and you have another perspective you will start to look also around you with other eyes with kindness with love which he experimented also actually and uh, you will see also community changes like this so Absolutely. i think i think yeah we cannot cover everything but communities can change for future and for good we put out the grain mm -hmm. of rice <laughs> yeah we saw that in a, in a romanian in romania we came as you said we came out from communism i was just one year old when uh, communism uh, fought but um I remember stories and I saw my grandparents and my parents living in a way and I see how mentality changed over the time. But I grew up in a church and I knew God since I was born almost. Um, what I see now as adult is every time when the word of God is there, because God is love, it's compassion, it's uh, loving others as much as we love ourselves. That is another story we still need to love ourselves in those days. But uh, I think having God in the middle of the community, so poor community, if you look in the Bible, it's full of blessing. Yeah. Everywhere is God, the grass mm -hmm. became green. Yeah. So, um, yeah, tell us as um, listeners, as people who live in Europe and in America and Australia and other uh, amazing places, what can we do when you are there? How can we help? Before I answer you to make it clear, I'm not yet retired. <laughs> <laughs> she is, he is not yet retired. No, I'm not yet retired. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> so, um, what, how we are going to live? How we, do you mean that? Uh, what can people do? Yes. Okay. Um, so, we are going. So we left everything tomorrow. Tomorrow morning we are departing. Yesterday we gave up the house, empty house, the renting house. So we could stay here to still living with the salary we were getting. Mm -hmm. But everything is stopped, lights, internet. So we are sleeping in a house of a sister. You are basically homeless tonight. Yeah, homeless. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow we are leaving. We could stay. But uh, God called us to go, yeah. to serve, you know. And then we are going to dedicate all our, those four years, and after that, the Lord knows. There are three ways how people can help this project. Mm -hmm. Praying, praying for, for the project, praying for the, the needy, praying, praying for us. For protection. Protection for everything, you know. Well, we are not afraid, safe. we are not afraid how what we are going to face, because otherwise we should stay here, you know, <laughs> because if, if, if I know, because I know 
that there's going to be a criminality. The more, the more poverty is, more criminality is. Secondly, uh, offering, uh, giving financially or materially with, with clothes, with uh, things that are possible to, to offer, you know. It is easy to send um, clothes or something else from here to uh, there, or it's easier for you to get money and then cover the needs from there? Because there, we know, there are a lot of things also uh, on the other side of the world, right? Yeah, you know, I was it's putting easier. good things away here. But because even when you offer to people, they don't want because they said, I have enough, mm -hmm. you know. But if you don't find persons, suddenly you have to put away. Yeah. Because we are not going to bring everything. Not difficult to send. Okay. It can be difficult to receive what you send. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> is another story. <laughs> it can be difficult because yes. it can be also a kind of corruption, mm -hmm. you know. Sadly, we have to mention that because it can be a, still not like before, mm -hmm. but we hear, we read that it's still it corruption happen. and then for a packet of 10 or 20 kilos, they can make a problem for, mm -hmm. for you, especially when you see, when they see some packet some fact or something from coming from Europe. But it can be, you know, when you have, if we meet a good organization that can manage that border, border it will be okay. Later we will let people know. Yeah. But of course, financially is the best way, you know. We have an account, bank account, and people can send their, you know, their, their, this, their money to support yes. this project and also here in Netherlands um, we want you to let we want to let you know that if you donate from um, Netherlands there it's a special bank account where you get money back from the government at the, at the end of the year so if you live in Netherlands or you have um, your country is related with Netherlands you can find it uh, online you can donate in a special account they have as an organization uh, Philippus organization they work uh, and they go through um, so everything you donate from Netherlands and from Benelux I think we have to check that uh, to be sure uh, you will get back at the end of the year so that is a blessing for us to live in Netherlands also <laughs> <laughs> and that yes. is the, the second way the third, third way is to go if you want to go if you have uh, time to go just this, be there as be person, there as person and, and work with us you know yeah. because working in, is different so you can test how it is uh, the work there with the children or with other poor people because we talk about children but later when we know the per the family maybe it's a grandmother that is al almost dying maybe it's a grandfather you know you never know so it's going to be for adults as well but in principle in principle for children so then you can go and you can you know there are young people who want to go even from holland to to follow uh practice mm -hmm. a stash we call it mm -hmm. and uh or stay with us for the project for long term. You know? <laughs> so if you are eager to do something, to have a vacation with meaning, just uh, contact us. You can contact me. Um, I'm one of the persons who I'm here on the ground with other um, friends and people. We are working here together. Or just look for uh, Lisandra. It's better to contact us just for their safety <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Um, let us know and if you want to serve in any way, if you want to have a vacation, repeat with meaning, uh, contact us and you, get, you can go there. One week can make a huge difference for those people, Absolutely. right? And for us can be just 
one week away without uh, being plugged in mm -hmm. in telephone and internet and everything but for them can be can mean the world Absolutely. It's, it's so yeah. true. How do you feel about going tomorrow? I mean, it's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tomorrow. <laughs> it seems to me it's going to be two weeks more, but It's 1st of December. Oh, tomorrow. we celebrate something in Romania tomorrow. Yeah, it's the National Day of Romania, indeed. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. A Romanian in the National Day of Romania is moving to Peru <laughs> to be a difference maker and serve God. <laughs> Absolutely, okay. it's quite exciting. It's a day to remember. Absolutely, in many, many ways and for many reasons indeed. And uh, it is quite exciting. I'm looking forward for that. We are looking forward for that. We prepared intensively for for this uh, project, for this mission. And uh, yeah, we already feel like it's time. Let's start. Let's do it. We <laughs> have to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We will do our best, yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel to go back at home? Well, about that word, home, you know. Uh, last week when uh, I saw Alexandra up and down because we were already, we are preparing already since one month ago, we are preparing to move. The house one month ago was intact, good a home, a house. But then a little bit, every day was changed. Give away. Yesterday we took... You were undressing okay. the house. Yesterday we took... <laughs> The last picture of our wedding and uh, a Machu Picchu square uh, picture and um, a, a, cl a clock. And then, the last things from yeah. the walls. But yes. the last week I, I saw her, I stopped her in the kitchen and I said, I said, darling, one moment. Um, I said, we are going home. So soon, so soon we are going home. And then I had to let understand her what I mean for a missionary. For a missionary, a place where his God sent is going to be a home. It is a new place for her, for me to after many years coming back. No? Will be a shock. Will be a shock as well. But if God sent you, then it's a place where that, that is a home for the missionary. If God sent to Nepal or to Siberia or to another place, Russia. So it goes more about the mission that you're going to do for God. So tomorrow, I said, we are going home. We are going home. Because, you know, in one of another way, you are glued. Sometimes, uh, automatically, you are glued to a lovely place. When I gave the house yesterday, she was already here. And I said to her, she said, she called me and said to me, what are you doing? I'm just here waiting to go to Nunu because a friend was going to pick up something mm -hmm. to make it. But the house was already closed, you know. And I began to pray in the garden and everything. Good memories came to my mind, you know, when I was her singing. Because the house was empty and you could see the inside, you know. And then, uh, and then I said, "Thank you, Lord, to give us a good time here in this house." You know, everything is going to pass one day, but we are going home, and I'm so happy. It was a little bit, of course, feeling, but I went. I said, "We are going home." And we are staying <laughs> on the other side of the home. <laughs> <laughs> and we continue. <laughs> we continue. Yes. Yes. And the most close people for us and for this project. Yeah. Yes. This is this is emotional. Because uh, when I met Alexandra and Walter um, in 2018, in October, wow, I remember that, it was one year. Yeah. And um, the first thing you told me, it was um, something like this, we are going on mission, to be missionaries in 
October next year and I was like yeah October it's a long time and now we are in December <laughs> it's not so long time no it was just just went away and yeah and our son just called the grandma today yeah. <laughs> 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 that is home. <laughs> the other part of the home. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. Very sweet. Yeah. Very, nice, Very nice. sweet. <laughs> yes, our our children are really international. They just choose their parents and grandparents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we we even have a uh, chocolate grandma. Because we have friends, uh, they're uh, from Africa, so they have chocolate grandparents. And now they have new grandparents. They will learn tomorrow that they are going to Peru. Uh, thank you for being with us. May God bless you and be with you wherever you go. Thank you, Christina. We will meet you again through the windows. Of <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks God from the from the uh, technology because we yeah. can meet yeah. each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that feels like home. Very grateful for that. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And thank you for being with us. Stay with us because you are going to hear more about them. You are going to learn about their journey. And we are going to meet people and kids from there. Uh, we are going to read stories and see um, life changed and uh, life transformed. Yeah. We are looking forward to see you again. And we will meet each other in one way or another here or there mm -hmm. or on the other side of the heaven. And um, thank you again for being with us. Don't forget to press the share button and share with all the people that you know because your contribution, uh, your donation can change one or more life. Remember, they live with one euro per day, five members of the family. So if you have one euro lost in, the, in your house, just remember you can feed a full five members of the family with one euro. Thank you for being with us again and don't forget to press the share button.